I come from the land of the wet cigarette. <laughs> That's All so ready. terrifying. It's so creepy. And it can't well, be... it should be creepy. It's about Big... a rapper who killed and ate somebody. <laughs> Big Lurch, girlfriend eater. Yeah, that was the, the Houston Houston rapper, right? Big yes. Lurch. I mean, yes, it's really yes, it's, it's really upsetting. I'm from Texas, boy. Wasn't he, like, <laughs> like recovering in the hospital on some, like, serious sort of, like... It was ketamine, which is yeah. PCP. Yeah. yeah. Medical. That's fucked it's, up. Yeah, it's, it's a really upsetting story. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm glad we started off light. Big yeah, lunch. with murder and death. Um, so how are you guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, You're back in SF now, Colin? I'm back in San Francisco now, yeah. I had a good rest of my visit to uh, to New York City. Yeah, I stayed like in an Airbnb. Uh, and it, Actually, I would recommend staying in an Airbnb in Brooklyn to pretty much anybody because it was $500 for the entire – I was there for a week. Holy fuck. Yeah. It was like $75 a night. And I stayed like a block from Philip's apartment. Yeah. And yours was special because you had like local art. Yeah, I did. Yes. I know. It's true. I had – there was a there was a painting, a rendering, if you, you know, of the uh, the uh, Williamsburg White Castle. Yeah. The, the, north, <laughs> the north Star of Brooklyn. Yeah. At, at Bushwick and uh, um, Metropolitan. That's correct. Most it's a beautiful place. It is. It, it shines like a beacon of regret in the night. Yep. I also went to this place called Action Burger that was pretty pretty interesting. The food was not good. Uh, I would rate the food as like two, maybe one stars. Oof. Um, but the, it was like all decked out like a comic book shop inside and like the whole walls were covered with like cut out panels of comics and they had their own like comic book that they were selling, which was pretty cool. Was it about burgers? No, it had nothing to do with burgers. That's disappointing. I would read a comic book it was, about No, burgers. it was like some serious, like, crazy-ass, like, bio-android shit with, like, time travel. It was like some serious comic book shit. Like, that's a, very, that's a very complicated way to go about promoting your comic book is to I, sell lackluster burgers. That was, that was my thoughts as well. And they had, like, basically, like, they had a burger, and they were like, and they had a super burger. And I'm like, what's the difference between the two? And they're like, oh, the seasoning and such is more on the super burger. Like, there's more seasoning. That should have been my first clue that the that the burger was not going to be good when they're they're hyping their seasoning. Right. Because the mm. burger does not need to be like seasoned, really. Like, yeah. That they're much. Co- they're covering something up. Right. They're covering up the fact that they're going to cook it well done. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> they're like, we don't know where we source this beef from, so you're all getting it well done. We got it from Sketchy Tony. <laughs> That's where we Tony. source our beef. Sketchy yeah. Tony Dat Pipaluccio, the yeah, mixtape guy. We got it. We got it from Action Meat Products. Yeah. <laughs> Action Meat Products. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think basically most of my trip was just like hanging out in New York, just bone around. Like, I did some work, obviously. Um, but uh, most of what what that was was just pretty much just hanging out. Me and Philip hung out a lot. We went to uh, this place called Les Halles. Is that how you pronounce it? Leal. Yeah. Leal. All right. Well, <laughs> zero. <laughs> zero. Currently, zero, zero, zero for one on the pronunciation that was, that was, of words. That, that was all of Patrick's French right there. Yes, that's, that, that's literally <laughs> it. Philip's not exaggerating. That's not a joke. <laughs> um, so Leal, and uh, we had 
uh, like a peppercorn steak that was really good. I mean, Philip steak à foie. Yeah, and then uh, we also had this thing that was like it was brie and honey and pepper on like a little piece of bread, and I was just like, I bit into it, and I was just like. It's like that scene in Ratatouille when the like the old guy like eats the ratatouille at the end. Yeah, you had you had you had a nocturnal emission. I did. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. It was like the Momofuku moment. Yeah. It was. It was I think it was more intense than the Momofuku moment actually. To be completely uh, honest. The the steak tartare at Leal is my favorite thing to eat in the world. Momofuku Momofuku pork buns being number two, but yeah. The the awesome. the steak tartare at Le, at Leal is, I I can't speak while I'm eating it because like my entire brain energy is focused on trying to process all this sensory input. <laughs> awesome. It's then, that good. Also, while we were hanging out, we were hanging out at my neighborhood bar, and uh, Colin and I were were pitched by some young entrepreneurs. On 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 a. Uh... <laughs> They were uh, two, just two thirty-something dudes who we uh, wanted to get some dates, and they uh, they pitched us on this idea called DoubleDate.com. They, they wanted dates together. Yeah, they wanted That's to go weird. on double dates. Like one of the guys, I would say he had kind of a Clooney-esque uh, feel. The guy who sitting yeah, there, closer to me. Yeah, there was like definitely there was there was a Clooney, and then there was there was like a schlub. Yeah, he was, <laughs> but the, I thought the schlub guy of the two of them was kind of cooler. Like. He ended up he, playing with the owner's kids a lot. Right. He's he I mean, he has to have way better game because he's just not that good looking. No. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. He's playing on a harder difficulty level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that has made him strong. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like it's like Goku. He's like been training at 10x gravity. Yes. Right. Right. On the, on his way to Planet Namek. Ex- except except the 10x gravity is uh, his face. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding, guy. He was he was he was not hideous. He was not hideous. He was just but, but next to his friend. Like just his, don't stand next to Clooney. Yeah, his right? friend looked like like Michael uh, Weatherly or George Clooney or something like that. Like uh, damn. Yeah, he, his friend was like handsome. I would say a good looking cat. Yeah, but they were both bar flies. They were they were drunk. They were yeah. very drunk. Yeah, they were um, quite drunk. And they were trying to pitch us on the idea of DoubleDate.com, which we would build. And all they wanted to do was use the site for free. They didn't want yeah. any royalties or anything, but they just wanted a website where they could set up and find double dates. That's very depressing. Yeah, it was actually really sad. Yeah. yeah. And they, like, had, they hassled us about it for a good hour. Yeah, because the reason why this came out was because they were both browsing... <laughs> both browsing YouTube, not YouTube. Uh, oh, no, okay, Cupid. Cupid. They're on both browsing okay, on their seven-inch tablets. One of them had well, an iPad Mini, and the other one had a like uh, uh, an Nexus Android 7 tablet or something. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they were both seven-inch tablets, though. Guess which one of them had the Android tablet? By the way, was it uh, Clooney? No, don't, oh! dude. Come on, the Schlub is going to have the Android tablet, of course. I don't the know. Good I thought you said the Schlub had the better game. <laughs> it was a reasonable answer. That's true. But yeah. no, the schlub had the Android tablet and and Mr. Clooney, Mr. Yeah. Weatherly. I, I, I saw one of them the other night. I was in that bar again. And I saw one of them, but I was I very quickly just passed by. I was like, that guy brings up DoubleDate.com. I'm going to punch him in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got your Double Date right here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> smash a box, smash a glass in his nuts. Like, here, ah! are my fist. here are my fists. They are named Double and Date. Wow. <laughs> Kapow! Uh, speaking of annoying people, um, <laughs> I wrote a review of this book, um, 
which is awesome, Telegraph Avenue by Michael Shaben. And then some guy, like, on the internet, it was, like, my first hater. He was just, like, replied, like, to my tweet about the review, like, which is, like, this sucks, was basically what he said. He was, like, right. you used alliteration and a, a thesaurus. Like, that makes this bad. Like, well, one, I didn't use a thesaurus. Two, alliteration's bad? Huh? Did uh, I ever... What? Two... I... Thesaurus? Yeah, yeah. Really? Is that it's how you guys? How do you guys say? say I say thesaurus. I say th- thesaurus. Oh wow! I guess I'm over. I mean, thesaurus sounds dope, though. I mean, it's like yeah, that sounds like some Farscape shit or something. Like yeah, it makes it I'm sound little, cooler. I'm looking at the pronunciation right now. It doesn't make it sound like pronunci- a dinosaur. Yeah, I love dinosaurs, so I mean, I can understand why, <laughs> why I would pronounce it that way. Colin, you're, I sense you're you're pandering to our very large dinosaur lobby. Yes. Yes, they they donate. Ever so much money. You're gonna you donate oil. <laughs> Frankincense and myrrh. Are, are you looking up the pronunciation? I am, but it's very hard to to Google for thesaurus because you get my... you get lots of things about actual like thesauruses. Thesauris. Thesauris. Well, thesauris. 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 Speaking of haters, did I ever tell you about the guy who joined Twitter just to flame me? Yes! But tell the story. Our listeners don't know. Uh, Colin, did you ever hear this? The guy who joined Twitter to hassle you? Yeah, just to flame me. Yeah, yeah, I heard the story, but it's a good one. Alright, I'll talk for the listeners' benefits. So, I'm... I'm in... 10th grade? No, 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 no not 10th grade. Not uh, right now. Sophomore, sophomore year. In the of, story. Uh, Sophomore year of college, not of uh, high school. Yeah, because I knew you when this happened. Yes. And I had written some blog entry on my, like, WordPress.com site, like, which is still extant, embarrassingly enough. Like, I haven't deleted it off the internet. But I did put a little blurb that says, like, I disavow all these opinions. <laughs> I've seen that blurb. Yeah, because awesome. you, you have opinions in there that are counter to what opinions you have now. Yes. I, I, I've grown up. How, how dare you change over the years? I know. You're not uh, going to be able to run for president, Patrick. Good. I, 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 well, I can't anyway. I'm still angry about that. I'm always angry about that. Oh, right, because you weren't born here. Yeah, I can't. I'll you're, never be dirty, you're a dirty, dirty foreigner. I'm a resident alien. Damn, that's uh, cool as hell sounding. I know. Well, I I'm naturalized. Up, by the so. way, I tried to look up the pronunciation of Thesaurus, and all I found was a snarky YouTube video of someone pronouncing it, like, very clearly incorrectly. Like, going like, Thesaurus. Thesaurus. Is that pronunciation guide? No, it was just I just googled Thesaurus pronunciation, and then that's what came up. I feel like we just got wedgied by search results. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly like, what it was. Google returns error code like 488. Shut up, nerd yeah. lord. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my dick, nerd. <laughs> so yeah, I joined. I, I had published this blog entry, and like people were fighting like in the comments, and somebody named Patrick left a comment. Now I don't I don't leave comments on my own work, and I certainly don't read comments on my own work. That would be that's a terrible. That's just I, I hate that. That's not that's not how I do. Uh, but then some dude joined Twitter and just started adding me, like, just telling me how stupid I was for having opinions about, like, functional brain. It's just like, you're, like, you're a moron and you'll never get anywhere. I'm just like, wow, amazing. 
I made somebody so mad they signed up for a website. (laughs) (laughs) And then my roommate spent like 10 minutes flaming this dude into oblivion, like for me. I was like, excellent. I was like, I can't do this myself. I need somebody else. Right. Yeah. You can't flame your own hater because then that's not, then you're just that you're stooping to their level. You got to send one of your lackeys to do it. That's how you know you're, you're the man. Yeah, he, he well, he, he was he was my right hand man. He he yeah. stepped in when I needed him most. Yep. And it was a be- it was a beautiful day. It was, it was a beautiful day. I still I still think about my first hater every so often. Huh. my you know that reminds me of my first hater. Uh, when I was in college, yeah. I, I had a I had a column uh, in in the newspaper, and um, this guy came and commented on the web version of the story, was, and uh, he was a professor. I looked him up. Because he was a professor at the College of Business. And he just came in talking mad shit, but he didn't come correct. Like, his facts were totally wrong. So, like, I, I dropped him a, like, let me Google that for you link. Oh, like, shit. And, like, he'd never seen that before. Like, he doesn't oh, know. Oh, Man, it's always nice when you can drop, yeah. let me Google that for you on someone for the first time. Right. I burned such his a ass. sick burn. And then I was like, thanks for reading. Please stop by the office. Thanks for Damn. reading. <laughs> Boom. I was like, I was like, yo, I'm like 19. Get on this level. Get on my fucking level. Get on this level. I can barely buy cigarettes. <laughs> Actually, you had more to say about functional programming, didn't you? I did have things yeah. to say about functional programming. I got this, this uh, segue. Yeah, um, Colin sent you sent me a link earlier in the week uh, to that. some guy's uh, library called Functional PHP. And this isn't a PHP rant. This isn't about PHP. I looked at that uh, that um, that library, and as I recall, it, I was also very mad about functional PHP. Yeah, and, and like the thing about it is that like I, I'm not gonna I, I'm not slamming the library. This isn't a, rap, a, a rant about that library. In, in fact, the library seems to do do a good job to correct the thing that I hate most about PHP, which is like the weird inconsistency of the standard libraries. So it's a unified thing. But that's not what functional programming is about. Like, functional programming isn't having a bunch of map and filter and fold and reduce methods. And it's not about, you know, it's not it's not even about infinite lists. It's certainly not about, like, it's not about lambdas. It's not about that. Functional programming is about treating your program, the parts of your program, like a mathematical function. To be able to swap in, swap variables in and out, to substitute parts for different parts transparently, and not worrying about like this the overall state of the system, and that's why object orientation is really the opposite of functional programming, because objects, even in the you know the very idealistic Alan case here, is like they're about how they interact with other objects. So functional programming is about having no interaction at all between parts where everything is swappable. Yeah. And object orientation is about uh, the interplay between parts of systems. And it's two ways to go about building complicated things. But man, like it just, and it's a stupid thing to get uh, riled up about. I know. uh, Shockingly, I'm surprised. I'm so surprised (laughs) I'm angry about stupid things. But you don't you uh, don't need to apologize about for that on this show. That's what but, this show is about. That's why we're all here. Because we, we you guys understand me. <laughs> it's so beautiful. This is a place where you can be upset about anything. Yeah. That's that's what uh, this space is for. It's for for being mad. Care yeah. mad. 
So you know, like publish all the publish all the you know map filter lambda reduce whatever libraries you want. Like do that. That's a good thing. If you don't do that, you're not, that doesn't mean you're not functional. That means that you're stuck in 1982. <laughs> Ooh. Like the rest of us are here, like using technologies that were in, that were invented that like in small talk in 1969 I and mean, lisp in 1969 i mean come on like jesus like garbage uh, collection you heard of it kid <laughs> uh. anyway so that's my rant functional programming it's not about lambdas it's about math boom boom that's the sound bite right there yes boom uh but maybe we need a boom button <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I didn't know that Ham was from 30 Rock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of, that kind of blew my mind when I saw that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Same, same. It's a really funny bit, though. It is. What's really disturbing, though, is like you, it cuts to uh, uh, Tracy, Tracy Jordan's wife, and it's just like it doesn't – it sounds so eerie because I've heard – I am out of context so many times that it doesn't even seem like she's saying it. It just yeah. seems like she's mouthing the word ham as the ham button uh, always plays right. over the audio. It's like, it's I just a, it, cannot connect. Because if she said more than one word, it would be one thing. But she just says, ham. It's perfect. And that's it. People do love the way she says ham. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the best people. We're not the worst people. Graduate students are the worst people. <laughs> That's true. Another little 30 Rock shout out. Um, One thing we can circle back to and talk about since at Lay Hall, um, <clears throat> we had, uh, Philip and I had, had martinis. Mm. We had, Here we go. We had, we had dirty... Gin uh, martinis. Uh, they yeah, were absolutely martinis. delicious. Hendrix. Hendrix, not Tanqueray. Fuck Tanqueray. Tanqueray, Tanqueray is a bullshit sucks. gin. I don't go that far. It's not the best gin, but it's not bullshit. <laughs> okay. Another thing we disagree on. All right, all right. All right, all right. The battle lines are drawn. <laughs> okay, so, so... The martini, when prepared as a dirty gin martini... I, I feel satisfies the definition of a cocktail. And the, the, the root the root of this this this, are, this this disagreement is that the the foreigner here has a <laughs> the, the, the resident alien the, the resident alien, alien has a a different definition than what we in the homeland have. We we the the, 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 the true the brave the proud the few the Americans. The um, this yeah. took a jingoistic turn. You're, you're gonna have to deal with some jingoism right now. This is America. Gin we deal in jingoism. Did you make a joke? Yeah, I, I made it. Is it more like jingoism? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boo. Ten points to me. But, and the, 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 the disagreement is: is Patrick defines a cocktail as just some shit and some other shit. Yeah, is that is that not. inaccurate? Yeah, I would is... say that a cocktail, like the, for me, the point of a so for the Irish, start out, we need to start out defining the the uh, the classes of martini. There is the dirty martini, which is, is you know, delicious. 
nasty. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, involves, like, you just throw some olive juice in there and you're like, fuck it. Call it a fucking day. Just pour some fucking liquor in here and serve it. Like, I don't give a fuck. It's dirty. Yes, it's nasty. It's filthy. It's syphilis-ridden. It's sexy. It, no. it made me, you may be going a little far, far referring to it as syphilitic. Syphilitic. Uh, the, can I get that martini syphilitic, please? <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> That's a possible episode title. A syphilitic yes. martini. Uh, and then you've got the then you've got like the regular martini, which is uh, which has no like olive juice or some shit. But there's still like yeah, you know maybe it's a it's three parts gin to like one part one part right. vermouth. It actually has an ingredient in it besides one type of liquor. And then you've got the perfect dry martini, in which there, vermouth, vermouth is a part of the perfect dry martini. Barely. But ba- but barely. It should be used only to coat... To, it should basically be... It's a, you were talking about a rinse. You're not talking about yeah, an ingredient. It should, it You're talking about a rinse. rinse. No, that's still an ingredient. Okay. In that case, in, in that case, then perhaps is it, is it? I mean, is it an ingredient? Yes. Like, would if you it count a garnish? In, it's an ingredient. Would you count a garnish as an ingredient? Yes! Okay. Then, per- then perhaps we are in agreement but I think that I uh, the perfect dry martini, the olives should affect the flavor of the of the drink much more than the vermouth does. The vermouth I, is just to add a little bit of flavor to the gin as it you know slips down as t- it slips down your throat. Right. Because it's all about the gin. The perfect dry martini is a stage for a great liquor to shine on. Like it's where uh, it's where you know the purest elements of. Why not just drink gin, gin on the rocks? No one's going to make fun of you for drinking gin on the rocks. It's okay, because it gets, Patrick. Because it, it, <laughs> it's less interesting. It's less aesthetically I, pleasing. And I, gin, and it, and it melts, yo. I, like, this, this is why you don't uh, shake, your martini, shake your martinis. You stir your martinis. Unless you want like little chunks of ice floating in your martini like some Patrick, scrub. Patrick, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I disagreed previously when we had this conversation. When you were insisting... Uh, you were being intransigent about this, like, like that vermouth, or and the olive were not ingredients. They're all ingredients. Anything that affects the flavor is an ingredient. If it's in the fucking glass, it's an ingredient. God I have since I have since mollified my my uh, my stance. I may have yeah. been uh, been you, being uh, petulant. You were what? trolling. Like you I was trolling. You were like you put so, the vermouth in, but you might as well not. So it's not an ingredient. Like. It was well, the, other that, the other thing that you were saying that was that was bullshit was you were saying that a martini is not a cocktail. I, this, this I think the that, disagreement, and, and I and I still believe that a true dry martini is like that. It it doesn't scratch the same itch as a cocktail does for me because it's just about. <laughs> Uh, it's You're just about right the gin. That line. You're towing right up to it's that just line. about the gin. Whereas, like with whereas, like with a cocktail, it should be you know like the complex interplay of the ingredients and you know making some making something greater out of than the sum of its parts. But like in a martini, in a really good dry martini, the vermouth and the uh, the vermouth and the olives, they're they're so much less important that it's almost a way of drinking a spirit. Rather than a cocktail, personally for me, some may disagree, we but I don't agree. think that a, that a, that a truly excellent dry martini is a, is a cocktail in the traditional sense. We can I, all uh, we can all agree though that vodka martinis are bullshit, right? But uh, no, we we disagree on this at all. Uh, we disagree on this also. 
Uh, I think the vodka martini is uh, uh, is a fine. It can be very fun. I I don't like them, uh, but I okay. I I judge people a bit when they drink them. If there if there are gin if there are gin martinis available and somebody gets a vodka martini, I'm like, come on. Yes, come that on. that's true. The gin martini like, is obviously superior. Like and just like I feel, I, vodka is a liquor for people who don't like the taste of liquor. <laughs> Um, but there are many good I, drinks a, with vodka in them, like screwdrivers. I like a screwdriver. Like, it, yeah, it's acceptable in a cocktail because sometimes you don't want another flavor to mat, you know, yeah. to cover it's up a, or interact with the yeah. neutral. Yeah, sometimes that's what you want when you're when you're making something. I understand mm-hmm. that, right? And I have had before vodka that was very flavorful in that, like, it had a, a very good taste, but it was like expensive Estonian vodka that was like freezer chilled. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was very good. Like it, it had this very clear sort of like, like mountain river taste to it. That was it was very good. But most like you know like you're not gonna get that same experience or anything even anywhere close to it drinking like kettle one. <laughs> uh, I, I I make my vodka martinis with uh, Belvedere. Uh, I I adhere very closely, but not quite closely, not uh, perfectly to Coodles. Uh, Recipe for the perfect martini, because that's a really good recipe. We'll put that in like the links to the show shakers. Jim, Jim, Jim Kudal. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a damn good recipe, and I make my uh, gin martinis with uh, Junipero gin from San mm. Francisco, which is but, the best gin in the world. But the thing is, is is the both Jim Kudal and John Gruber are vodka martini people. That's true. That's true. Which is wrong. Shaking, shaking my head. I, I, I just appreciate them both. I'm, I'm saying like, I, I, I refuse to ostracize the vodka martini. Uh, it, it may be uh, lesser, but it's still good. It was a here's, marketing gimmick. It was made up by vodka companies to sell vodka. Here's, here's, really? here's my thesis. Yes. People, point, people point to James Bond. They're like, hey, he drank vodka martinis. I'm like, no, he didn't. Fuck you. James Bond drinks champagne. In the movies, he I, drinks. I know. I know. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. But you're not James Bond. <laughs> Nobody bothers James Bond about it because he kills motherfuckers who talk about that. The other thing, though, that is, pisses me off about that is that it's the champagne is the perfect drink for a spy to drink because it's not very alcoholic, but it's still very tasty. Mm. So you can you have. You get thrown ex- off your game, right? Yeah, you may need to like shoot at a moment's notice. Like you need mm-hmm. to be ready to go. Like yeah, you can't yeah. be drinking fucking straight vodka. Yeah. Like you get trashed. Like. Yeah, so champagne's perfect. It's like low alcohol content, still very delicious, still extremely expensive because you're on a government paycheck and they're paying for all of it. So you want to order the most expensive thing you can possibly get. Yeah, yeah, um, and you, you know you want to you want to make sure it applies to your miles account and stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. well, it's just also impressive looking to order like a you know 15 year old bottle of champagne. Like it's a high roller move. Like a, a vodka martini. It's not a high roller. It's not high rolling at all. Like that's slumming it. Like come on. Like doesn't make any sense. And and it was in there because it was a marketing thing. Like besides another placement. reason, another reason to uh, not look to James Bond for your martini choices is because, as I covered earlier, he orders his uh, martinis uh, shaken, which is stupid. It's horseshit. Yeah, there's some sort of like. Thing with like gin bruising or something that's like that. That's really people, people who say that are out of their minds. It's complete, <laughs> un, unfiltered, pure, 100% just artisanal bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just 
utter crap. Yeah. Anyone who I, thinks that Jin can bruise yeah. is stupid. Shake, shaken bullshit. Yes. I, I, I watched, actually, a documentary about the making of the James Bond movies recently. It was quite good. Um, it, it, it was funny because, you know, obviously a lot of the people involved, like, Albert, you know, Cubby Broccoli and, like, Harry Saltzman and stuff are dead. So they had to interview friends or, like, relatives and stuff like that. And as with any documentary that features a lot of old people who are, rec- who are recollecting things, things occasionally took a turn for the weird. Um, uh, Roger Moore was, was barely coherent. Oh, my um, God. I love listening to Roger Moore interviews. But he, he's, he's old now, so it's even I know. weirder. Um, there was this one guy who was, like, who just, like, sort of, like, was, like, his head was, like, lolling to the side, and he was just sort of, like, Bleh, and then said... I never could take him seriously. Like, <laughs> I don't remember who he was talking about. I think one of the, like, either, like, Cubby Broccoli or, like, Harry Saltzman or something like that. I, I thought I would have been talking about Roger Moore, honestly, because I could no. never take Roger Moore seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was, uh... He was a silly Bond. I mean, uh, Moonraker. Moonraker may be the silliest movie of all time. So, it's yes. so good. But, 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 but. The weirdest part, that's not the weirdest part about this movie. The weirdest part about this movie is that Bill Clinton is in it. What? Bill Clinton is interviewed in this movie. Like, he just shows up, like, in, like three quarters of the way through the movie and just does a bunch of interviews. God. Bill, Bill Clinton. Clinton. He's Bill living Clinton. The, he's living the coolest life ever now. Like, I watched this documentary about Bill Clinton, like, post-presidency. He's just hanging out, like, fucking being the ruler of the world. Like, he just goes yeah, places, dude. like, problem solved. And then, like, you know, jets away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... Like, you it's know, he's, just, just gonna ro- he's gonna roll into, like, a rap studio one day and just, like, drop, like, some bars, and he's like, alright, Bill Clinton out. Like, <laughs> I like how when, uh, when he left the presidency, almost overnight, his hair turned into classy silver, which yep. is the classiest color that your hair can be as an elderly person. Yep, it's, like, just shock white. Yeah, it's, it, it looks, and it looks awesome. He's a, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a vegan now, did you know that? I no. did not. That's very he, he, interesting. He, he occasionally sneaks fast food and stuff. Like, you know, occasionally he gets, like, you know, a, 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 McDonald's, a McDonald's hamburger here and there. But That's generally, eating a, he, he promised his daughter he would, he would uh, lose, lose weight for her wedding. Uh, wow. And he, he looked great in the documentary. He looked yeah, very thin. Yeah, he great. Yeah. Um, we've, got, uh, we've got the Grammys coming up tonight. Yeah. Oh, is that tonight? Yeah, it is tonight. Yeah. Oh, well, we get to find out if uh, the world deserves to even keep fucking spinning if Frank Ocean doesn't win everything. Yeah, yeah. dude, seriously. Because that was, that was the best album last year w- by, by any, any sense. Nothing into, came close. I got into an argument on Twitter with somebody about how, like, they just didn't get, they didn't like Frank Ocean. And, like, uh, uh. We, yeah, and, like, it kind of came down to basically they were like, I just don't like his singing voice. And I'm like, no, that, that, that's a matter of, and that's a matter of right. opinion. It, and that it kind of just came down to like, I understand what, the guy was like, I understand what he's trying to do, I get it, but it just doesn't do it for me. And I was like, okay, it was a very civil, it was a very civil disagreement because he, he's someone whose mu- opinion about music I respect. And so I was like, come on, man, like, like that's bullshit. Like, you 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 know good music. You should like Frank Ocean. Like, he put him on his like top four enemies list. Wow! No, for some reason, shaking my damn head. Yeah, Stripping along with, with uh, uh, who, did either the, of you guys the see Black that? Keys was one of the other people on that list. What? And, uh, Mumford and Sons. Well, Mumford and Sons <laughs> do suck. Yeah, right. Yeah, there was literally no disagreement. About yeah, that. they and do that was some other... suck. Fuck you guys. 
Not you guys, that guy. I, I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'm, 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 not, find, I'm not hugely into I the Black Keys. I really like the Black the production on the Black Keys albums, like, a lot. Like, I really like the production. It's, like, super fun to listen to and, and such, but sometimes the music, I feel, is kind of, like, kind of one note. You know what I mean? It's I like should cheer of, for them? I, kind of like, I It's kind of boring in, in some I respects. Like, I, I think all the stuff before, in you know, disclaimer... This this is the bullshit thing to say, but like all the stuff before Brothers, like before anybody, like before they were on the radio, like all that shit was like gritty and awesome, right? Then like yeah. Brothers was bullshit, and then like their newest album was like kind of like it was like edging back towards their old sound, but but with the the mainstream viability of Brothers. See, I should cheer for them because they're from Northeast Ohio, where I I grew up and whatnot. But I, it's just not music that uh. That does much for me. It, like I, I don't hate it, but I just don't don't seek it out. You know, I hear it on the radio and I forget about it. So uh, yeah, Frank Ocean Grammys. Yeah, he he better win. He better I win. Hope, I hope when Chris Brown fucking attacked him because Chris Brown's an asshole that it didn't like fuck up his hand. He was saying he like, didn't he fuck up able, his hand. But you know, he was saying he wasn't wasn't even sure he was going to be able to play. God, I hope like ugh. ugh what Chris man. Brown is a fucking jerk fuck that did you joke. see the note that uh, eat a dick chris brown did you see the a note that the note that uh frank ocean posted on his tumblr about how he's not pursuing criminal charges no why uh, it, um well uh, i don't remember the exact note it was it, like it went something like ever since i was a small child i thought if somebody jumped me it would uh it would end up with uh the other man getting killed or mutilated but now I'm I'm an adult and I realize that the world doesn't work that way. Uh, I'm not seeking charges because all I want is peace uh, and forgiveness and what like it was it was a very classy, very Frank Ocean-ish note. It had okay. that Frank Ocean uh, that sort of writing style because because he, he writes yeah. beautifully. The you know yeah, the letter about his sexuality that's a beautiful letter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really is. And so like on and on one hand, you know like. That's his choice, and it's, you know, it's, it is certainly the more dignified move to just be like, fuck you, I'm moving on. But yeah. I wanted to see Chris Brown go down in flames. Right. Like, what does Chris him- Brown have to do? Fuck. I, I, I seriously think travel back in time and punch Anne Frank, like The Onion said. Like, yeah. I seriously think that's what he's like, going to have oh, to do. Like, well, well, at least he's talented. Like, No, he's not. I'm, I'm not saying he is. Jesus. I know, but like that's my response. It's like I don't think he's very good. Like, dude sucks. He's, he's not. A, he's not a particularly good singer. He's an awful rapper. He's awful. <laughs> he is. Yeah, I would say he's a, he's, he's a mediocre singer and has zero talent for rap. Mm-hmm. Unlike Frank Ocean, who is an incredible singer and appears to have a, a bit of talent at rap. Yeah, he, yeah, he can rap. He he dropped a pretty good verse on Oldie. I'm, yeah, I was yeah. impressed. Uh, he, he has some other stuff he did with Tyler where he sort of raps as well. Oh, interesting. I didn't mm-hmm. know about that. It's on Tyler Grader's second uh, second album. I haven't heard that. There's, there's actually a really great long profile of Frank Ocean in the Times the other day. Oh, I have that, um, in, my, I have that in my Insta paper. I haven't read it yet. It's very good. Excellent. Yeah, I saw an interview with uh, him uh, at the end of last year. Uh it was very good, very personal, it was, and it was just, it was, you know, question and long-form answer, uh, whatnot. He would go on, I, I don't know whether it was, I think it was conducted over email, uh, and in the last question, like, or the second to the last question was, so do you identify as bisexual? And, uh, 
his first and the first words. I mean, he talked a little bit about you know, about it, but he, um, without you know saying yes or no, he said first words are, "You can move on to the next question." And I was like, <laughs> "Shut down!" Oh, yeah. Well, I just feel like people, especially of our age and younger, like it's actually become sort of a like thing that's like no it's my sexuality is private like it's not something that i that people are like i necessarily want to publicly discuss with everybody and anybody who wants to know you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and, it, and it's always and i think people uh, of our generation younger are get, becoming more and more uncomfortable with slapping labels on themselves right uh especially now that there is a degree <clears throat> it's not all per, it's not all perfect now that there's a degree of nuance to uh, of societal nuance to uh, right. you know, to sexual orientation, especially amongst Pe- younger people, like within, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. within the group of people who are younger. I think it, I think other. in our I think in our generation, our generation is the first one where it's simply not okay to be homophobic, to be uh, to be outwardly yeah. homophobic. As our parents' generation was perhaps the first generation where it was not okay to be overtly racist or just just or just say. Yeah, racist things. People um, got people got to hide it a bit more now. Yeah, now now like people will call people will call you out, and it certainly is not. I'm not suggesting that we're some sort of post like, race, post race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, no, Jesus. Uh, 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 it's but, a meritocracy. Oh uh, yeah, fuck, fuck those meritoc- people. Fuck those fuck people. Fuck Jason Calacanis. That yeah, dude sucks. Fuck Jason Calacanis, enemy yeah. of the show, along with Chris Brown. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, anyone who says Silicon Valley is a meritocracy, like, I just, you can just stop yeah. listening right there. Because yeah, they don't, don't just, listen they don't to understand. our podcast. Get the fuck right. off. Get yeah, off our level. You. Yes. <laughs> you don't belong on this level. <laughs> uh, did, speak, and speaking just a little bit more of Frank Ocean, did you hear the song he did that was for the Django Unchained soundtrack? No. I haven't uh, seen Django did, Unchained, so... Neither have I yet. I, need, I really want to what see it. What the fuck, guys? I've seen it twice already. Is it good? <laughs> I, like, lost the Quentin Tarantino faith after Kill Bill. Dude, did you not watch Inglorious Bastards either? No. Oh, dude! Those are just, those I was just are both disapp- so good. I was disappointed with Kill Bill. That's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. To Kill, Kill Bill is like Tar- Inglorious Bastards is pretty great. I mean, Tarantino is like really problematic and kind of and in many ways terrible. But I do enjoy his movies. So I, I feel uh, like I uh, the problem for me was that like I liked Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dog was Reservoir Dogs because I liked the same movies that Quentin Tarantino did, not because I really liked Quentin Tar- Tarantino's movies. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Like I was very familiar already with the like Kung Fu movies and like shitty action movies and like some of the black exploitation movies and stuff like that that he was like really into and so um it was like oh cool like we're on the same wavelength like i get this i get what he's doing this is awesome and then like but it wasn't like i was like man he's such an amazing director like although i may have said that in my naive youth hmm. but looking uh, but, back but, but, i don't yeah anyway the the song he did for uh, Django Unchained Unchained is called uh, Wise Man and it's unspeakably lovely. Excellent. Uh, it's, it, it's, did it make it into the film? Uh no, because Tarantino's like this song is so good, 
but it doesn't fit into the film and I'm not right. gonna like I'm not I love this song but I'm not gonna write a new scene right to have the song <laughs> like I, I can't I can't think of any scene in that movie where like it would have felt right for Frank Ocean's voice to bust in it would have just mm-hmm. been too beautiful yes so yeah uh, if Frank Ocean doesn't uh, win at the Grammys you know um, I may just have to commit some arson yeah uh, some things may be set alight yeah uh, it, it, it's it's gonna happen I need to show the universe who's boss me, I'm the boss. Postmodem does not endorse arson in any way, shape, or form. We, <laughs> we ex- in fact, explicitly deny any plans to commit arson. Uh, the, and two weeks later, this is, this tape is being played back in court, and I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, we were gonna. Some of the things we have on here to talk about are uh, we can talk about yacht rock. Have you, we, so you've we never can also seen this talk show. about movies now, yeah. I've never we, seen the show Yacht Rock, Colin, I, 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 The only exposure I have to the phrase Yacht Rock was when I was hanging out at uh, Buzz Anderson's place with Philip and... Uh, yeah, no, you saw Beyonce. Yacht Rock. I, I, thought, I thought that was just like a video of somebody. It a show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was just like it, a video like, that, that was someone one made. It was, oh, that was an episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, well, the, I, I have this... seen it then. Yeah, it was. Okay, excellent. I thought Yacht Rock was a descriptive term applied to that style of music. Well, it is. Like, really. It's like, you know, your Hall and Oates is. Yeah. yeah. Steely it was, Dan's it was, is. It was, the, it was the Michael McDonald episode. Yes. Yeah. Your, Do- your Doobie Brothers is. Right. Uh, like, all the, the, this music, which. Uh, Kenny yeah. Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Kenny Loggins is in that one. It, it's like. It's really and it's to it's the danger zone. It, it, in inoffensive, non-threatening white people music. Mm-hmm. Adult and contemporary. White snake. White snake. <laughs> white snake is eighties rock. It's hair metal, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, is there a yeah. difference? I mean, like, have yeah, you seen yeah, a photo yeah, yeah. of Kenny Loggins? Yeah. Big, big difference. I mean, like, Michael McDonald is just like, and White Snake. Like, Michael McDonald is like way wimpier. Yeah, White Snake. <laughs> I guess White Snake did have a certain menace to them, right? Yeah. yeah. Although you, they would not be able to, to chase you down because their pants were way too tight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you could easily outrun them. Yeah, like Michael McDonald, you'd be like, "Come in and rock my children to sleep." Like, <laughs> maybe have a nice tea. Yes. <laughs> rock my children. So Yacht Rock is this hilarious show, like that sort of tells stories about, like, the various... the weird interplay that all of these, like, the Doobie Brothers and Kenny Loggins and Steely Dan, like, how they all kind of collaborated together and they all, like, wrote each other's songs and whatnot. But it's just this really goofy, Python-esque take, like, so bad it's good, uh, quasi-documentary style of music. I think it's it's utterly hilarious. And, and they're all on the uh, internet, so uh, you should... And it was done by Channel 101, which is this strange television. Oh, I love Channel 101. That's all you needed to say. Channel 101 oh, yeah. is amazing. Yeah, dude. Have you seen go- Gigabots? No, no. It's another Channel 101 thing. I think that's the I'll have to it. check it out. Gigabots is amazing. Yeah, shout out to a uh, friend of the show, David Cairns, for uh, introducing me to Channel 101. Um, yeah, Gigabots is great. Uh, it's, a, it's sort of a Power Rangers and Evangelion spoof. <laughs> By the Duncan uh, brothers. Yeah, By make, the Duncan sure brothers. To, uh, to show shake these. Yes, you, you you had me at Power Rangers and Evangelion spoof. Yes. Did you say Evangelion? Yes. 
That's that's Evangelion. what I said. Yeah, God, you're, what you're, the... you're, you're you're possibly right. Hey, you don't have a leg to stand on, Mister Thesaurus. Thesaurus. <laughs> How is it not Thesaurus? It's Thesaurus. Everybody in the world pronounces it that way, except me, apparently. Yeah, I don't say Brontosaurus. <laughs> Although I know, that's not what it's called, right? Did, didn't they retcon Brontosaurus? Yeah, it's, it's, it's there's no such thing right? as a, Brontos- a Brontosaurus anymore. A Patosaurus. Yeah, this was a source of great angst to uh, like three, third grade Patrick when he learned that there, that the Brontosaurus was a yeah. mistake. Like that was our Pluto. Yeah, it was terrible. Except we didn't have the internet, so we didn't have a centralized place to complain about it. We just hurt. Alone. <laughs> we just all hurt alone. Yeah, I mean, I, like living in Pittsburgh, where there is uh, the best, uh, well, I would say is the best natural history museum uh, I have ever been to, or uh, and I've ever heard of. Uh, with because the thing about uh, Andrew Carnegie is that he had he more money than God. I was going to say he was a baller. He was. He had more money than God. And when you're in, when you have more money in God's and you live God and you lived in the 1900s, you know what you did. You employed crazy people, and you said, "Find me dinosaurs, motherfucker." <laughs> he, he, he was he was a baller. He was a shot caller. He had twenty inch blades on his impala. Yes, he did. Uh, and like so, and that's why Pittsburgh uh, has we have we have the type specimen, like the, the definitive specimen of the T Rex of. Uh, the Allosaurus, like you go through what the about Carnegie. The, what about of the 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 Thesaurus? The Thesaurus. There's no skeletons of <laughs> books in the Natural History Museum, Colin. The wild Thesaurus roamed the great American uh, yeah. marshes of the Midwest. Ro- Rockefeller, not to be outdone, commissioned people to go find the wild Thesaurus. <laughs> the, he hired Jean Roger. He, Roger. he, com- yeah, he, he, like... he hired Jay Z to go find it. <laughs> And that's why Jay Z's got such a big vocabulary. Oh! (laughs) Brooklyn, going out to all. Uh, The the thing about Jay Z that's also ultimately tragic, though, is that like his first album is really, really smart. Uh, Like his bristles with like incomprehensibly like complex and really rich lines and ideas. And yep. then, like, he dumbs it down. And he admits to having dumbed it, dumbed it down. Uh, and then he made a living shit-fucking ton of money because he put out simple music that you could dance to and you could recite all the lines to and you didn't need to be, like, a, a dyed-in-the-wool hip-hop enthusiast to learn and love. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, he's still got Blueprint, which is, I still yeah. feel like, in the in the tradition of the the... You know, the, uh, of reasonable doubt, where you know there's some really good rhymes on Blueprint. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're, if you're talking about though, overall, if you're talking about something like like the Black Album, though, like the Black Album, we I think we might have talked about this on an earlier episode of the podcast, but the Black Album is basically a rock record. Like it's structured mm-hmm. as a rock album. Like there's no, there are very few skits, uh, skits, skits, um, skit skitsoruses, yeah, <laughs> Uh, there are very few skits. It's like the songs are all, you know, the same length as a rock song. They don't have like long, like, you know, a lot of hip hop songs have like long outros, right? Like, mm-hmm. stuff like In that. which like, Method Man lists everybody he's ever known. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. 
He's really Shaheem, a.k.a. The Rugged Child. Did you know that Shaheem's first album, when it came out, was called A.K.A. The Rugged Child? Amazing. That's not a very yeah. good album title. It's actually a pretty good album. He was like 14. Damn. Um, the, yeah. The, the thing about Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Jay-Z is fun, he's, he's fundamentally a businessman. This is no more apparent Woo! than when you, go, when you go to like the Barclays Center here in Brooklyn. Because you oh. go there and the Brooklyn Nets, which he co-owns, plays there. And you can – he – even on the, on the, the fucking – the front of the stadium, like you go in, there's like a Rockefeller like merchandise store in the stadium where you see the basketball team that he co-owns. He's a genius. He probably sells his liquor there. You're crazy for this one, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude is he, – like he's one of America's most admired people. Because he, he embodies the American dream, really. Hova, hova, hova. <laughs> yeah. And he's married to Beyonce. Like, and he's married to Beyonce. How do you changed, do that? He changed his name. He changed his name for her. What? He changed his name to Knowles Carter. Holy shit, that's dope. Yeah, that's yeah, how dude. important Beyonce is. Yeah, dude, fuck <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Like, that is the most romantic possible thing. Yep. You're crazy for this one, Jay. Yep. <laughs> I was listening to Beyonce earlier. I'm not even on a front, dude. There's Beyonce no reason to front awesome. about that, dude. When, Destiny, to... when, when the Destiny's Child like reunion happened during the Super Bowl, I like freaked the fuck out. Yeah, dude. I I, I was just listening to Say My Name, like, yeah, over yeah, and over again this morning because it's like, such it, a good song. If you if you grew up when we did, and you're gonna try and pretend like you didn't like Say My Name, fuck you. And then yep. I watched a video, and there's, like, that part at the end where she's all, like, wearing the, like, leather pants. And I, I flashed back to being, like, in the fifth grade and going, What are these feelings? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you know, you can, uh, you, can, you can thank Texas for Beyonce. She's, 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 from, she's from Houston, from Texas. Texas. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Yes, yes, boy. I'm from Texas, boy. So I feel, oh, like, I feel like Beyonce may be able to offset the damage done by uh, a certain former president. You know, we gave you, we gave you W, but we also gave you Beyonce. I thought you were going to say Big Lurch. <laughs> Big Lurch. So, I'm not sure if she can cover the sins of Big Lurch. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But, but, are we ever going to talk about Houston rap, just in general, and like uh, Top 10 Screw Music? Maybe, at but, some, but first we need to point we out. Do that. We need to point out that Beyonce is from the land of the wet cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we also have some movies that we would talk about. Yeah, what were what were we gonna talk about? I, well, there's there's a bunch of Star Wars news. We, we and this is we gotta continue this from the last episode. I mean, J.J. Abrams yeah. is directing Star Wars. It's Fuck a crazy world. J.J. Abrams. Guy, Fuck you. It's like he's he's just like fucking with all the other direct- directors. He's like, I'm gonna direct Star Trek and Star Wars. Like, I just don't suck on these nuts. I like Alias a lot, and I was so pissed when he just like left the show and abandoned it that I've hated J.J. Abrams ever since then. <laughs> you like, like, yeah, you have an extra grind here, dude. Yeah, he abandoned Alias, and it sucked after he left really badly. Like, and then he went to go do Lost, and the first season of Lost was awesome, and then he like left to go do something else after doing like, the first season and have a loss and then loss started sucking really badly yeah and i, I just, didn't like, get past the first season me neither there's no reason to there's literally nothing good that happens in that show after that okay like, but i mean i'm just but, mad at him i'm just I'm, right. I'm not above admitting that i'm just upset at jj abrams i'm you're, just you're upset pissed. that he abandons things i feel abandoned by jj abrams 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you guys did you guys see Super Eight? I thought Super Eight was was really fun. I mean, I, I, liked, I didn't see no, Super didn't. Eight. It's great. I mean, um, it, you should you should watch it. It's on it's on Netflix, and like it, it's kind of what makes me. I mean, it's there's a lot of cool like. Um, I, I wish they wish they'd taken out. There's like all this monster alien shit in it. Um, but I feel like he didn't even want to put that in the movie. I think he just wanted to make a movie about kids making movies. Um, but they were like, nobody's going to watch that. We need an alien. Like, uh, but it's, it's <laughs> J.J. Really... Abrams. We can't have some, well, some science fiction shit. Like, yeah, the science fiction shit's kind of weak, but like all the stuff that's like, these are kids just having fun making movies is like. It's really touching. It's a, it's a good movie. Yeah, well, that's the um, thing about him is that I don't think he has a good like he has kind of a tin ear when it comes to science fiction. Like same with Damon Lindelof, like his co collaborator on Lost, like Prometheus, like written by Damon Lindelof, junk. Like there was lots of good aspects about that movie. Like the acting performances were great, the directing was good, cinematography was was excellent, production design ruled, but the script was just weak as hell, and it's Damon Lindelof's fault. Now, how do you guys feel about uh, Cloverfield? Um, I love Cloverfield. I, I love was, Cloverfield. I that was, was Matt, that was Matt Reeves, though. I thought it was directed by no, he was, produced it was J. James. J. Produced it. Ah, yeah. produced. Yeah. Um, can I can I play devil's advocate for a second? I think I, and it's it's interesting that that it's J. J. Abrams because I because I don't really, really feel like sci-fi was the real draw of Star Wars. Like Star Wars is like it's just like this hero's journey thing. Like right, and yeah, like, Joseph Campbell. George George Lucas, like, in the last three flicks, seems like he got caught up in, like, all the fanfare and, like, all the, the scenery, like, and the mechanics. Like, you want to see how Parliament works? Like, Midi-chlorians. Yeah. He's interested in the shit we don't care about. Like, at least J.J. Abrams, he may fly too much in the other direction, but at least we're going that way. Like, I don't give a shit about, you know, fucking parliamentary procedure here. I mean, I like it, but not in Star Wars. <laughs> I'll watch fucking C-SPAN. That that would be a good that would be a good episode title too. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I don't think that like I think it is conceivable that J.J. Abrams could do a movie that I would a Star Wars movie that I would watch, but like I don't think it's going to be a Star Wars movie that I'm going to love with J.J. Abrams at the helm. I just I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I I'm 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 optimistic. I I I've given up on getting back what I felt when I first saw Star Wars. Like. I just, I just, I, I think, and I think that's more a reflection of, of me than it is of the movies. I, I just, I, I don't think one could come out now that, where I feel the same connection. Because I, I bet, like, I bet kids now, like, the ones that, ki- the kids grew, who grew up, well, I mean, you know what? We did kind of grow up watching the prequels, like. Yeah, and, we did. We were the right mm-hmm. age. We were exactly the right age for the prequels to have made a big impression on us, and they didn't. Yeah. Because they were shit. Well, right. like, when I first saw Phantom Menace, like, I thought it was the coolest thing, really. I watched it, like, three or four times in the theaters. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, so did I. I and it maybe... wasn't because I thought it was a good movie. It was because it was Star Wars. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, we, maybe we were too old. Because, I mean, I wa- I, we all watched Star Wars, I assume, when we were very, very young. I mean, like... I watched Star Wars the first time before I have memories of watching Star right. Wars. My first memory... The first memory I have of watching Star Wars is remembering how familiar it was. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, episode one came out I mean, came out when I was in, like, the fifth grade. So it came out um, in, what, 2000? Is that right? Yeah, that was 2000. Yeah. I was 14. So I was like, 12. So, and because I know people who are like, oh, like, you know, I, I, kids seem really into it. Like, kids who were, like, little, little kids when it came out, like. 
Yeah, anyhow, you, my you point is, you, I'm optimistic. You can't go home again fundamentally, and like that's you. You'll never feel like you did when you when you watched the Empire Strikes Back for the first right. time ever. And, yeah. and I, I, it's we might as I, it, it's good to keep our expectations low anyway. We all learned our lesson uh, several times. The, the Indiana Jones sequel. Oh, my God. oh, fuck. oh the one with the aliens. Yeah, yeah, so bad. Oh, like, dude, so... Shia LaBeouf in the trees, man. Fuck Shia and... LaBeouf. Like, not... And not for for different reasons. I actually really liked him on Even Stevens. I thought he was really funny. I thought he... I really enjoyed watching him in a comedic role. I just think he has absolutely no talent nor screen presence for dramatic roles at all. Right. He's just he... completely worthless in that right. those sorts of roles. But... And I don't understand why he gets keep, keeps getting cast. I mean, it's because Spielberg has a crush on him. Like... <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like that, like Spielberg. He's he's Spielberg's guy. Like he thinks he's fucking Harrison Ford. Like part two. Yeah. Did you guys see that? Uh, you, you know the infamously stupid uh, uh, scene in like the first uh, in like the Indiana Jones sequel where he gets into the fridge and he survives oh, yeah. nuclear Nuking gas. The yeah, the yeah, lead yeah. fridge. Yeah. So Nuking the fridge is now like a term. It's like is it does it mean the same as jumping the shark? It's it's roughly the, well. Jumping the shark originally was supposed to be like something just so both awesome but also ridiculous that the show can nearly never live up to something like that again. It's like the ultimate heighten. Like the ultimate heighten yeah. for, for the Fonz is for him to do is for him to do water skiing and then yeah. jump over a shark in his fucking leather jacket. Like right. you can't heighten more than, than that. There's no way there's nowhere to go but down. Mm-hmm. And whereas I feel like nuking the fridge is just like that's just dumb as hell. Like, that just doesn't even make any sense. Like, sort of the converse that, uh... Indiana Jones would never jumping. climb into a fucking right. fridge. I mean, Indiana just, Jones just... would face that explo- nuclear explosion now like a fucking man. It, bra- it breaks the universe a bit that they've created. Yeah. You've, they've broken the rules. The rules are gone now. Right, whereas with the Fonz jumping over the shark in his jacket, those are the rules of Happy Days. Like, that's how Happy Days yeah. works. I mean, like, I suppose they could have heightened it more, like, you know, Potsy and Ralph marry each other, and, like, Richie goes on a killing spree, but I don't think right. that could make it on a network television. No, exactly. Like, This isn't um, HBO, son. Yeah, this is the 70s. Yeah. Decidedly less happy days. <laughs> yeah, I would watch, like, I would watch a gritty Happy Days reboot. Oh, my God. Uh, all directed by Lynch. Cringe. Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. David Lynch Happy Days? With the Angelo Badalamenti score. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I've discovered something. I've discovered something about Colin recently. And that is that I can send him into fits of terror by sending him just simple screen caps from Twin Peaks. Dude, that show is so fucking unsettling, you have no clue. Like, All I need unsettling. to do is just send you this a, a gif of the spinning fan. And like, <laughs> See? It worked, and I didn't even send it to him. I just mentioned it. Fingerguns.gif. Yes! Uh, I don't know why I'm going to tell you this, but the one that freaks me out even more is the shot of Bob crouching by the, the foot of the bed. <laughs> Oh, it's so scary. Yeah, dude, that's oh. really it's it, it's 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 really upsetting and like frightening it, show. It is. It's super scary. Um but the other thing that's crazy about these like fucking Star Wars movies is they want to make a Han Solo movie, a Boba Fett movie, and a Yoda movie. I'm not this is y- y- important. Yoda movie fuck fuck fucking off. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do any of those. None of those sound like good ideas. I, Boba Fett, 
I'll, I'll give like twenty percent chance of success. Han Solo movie. I don't even. What are you? What are you even gonna do? <laughs> it's supposed to be like like. Do you remember those Brian Daly novels that are that were written about like Han, like the young Han Solo, sort of like yeah. doing his smuggling thing? It's basically supposed to be set in that same like time period. Obviously, like, they're not gonna have anything to do with those excellent novels yeah. by Brian Daly, but there, you know, it's that's the idea. Yeah. Is it's like Han Solo the smuggler, like. You can't do young Han Solo. There's no Han Solo without Harrison Ford. Period. Dude, they're gonna try, and it's gonna be terrible. And it's it's Disney. It's Disney. No, they they ruin everything. Like this is what they do. Like they just release just endless amounts of shitty versions of things, like direct to DVD sequels for shit. Like just they just milk everything until it just run everything into the ground. That's their whole business model. Thanks, thanks Iger. Bob Iger, he pioneered uh, that shit. Need to strap in our childhoods. They're going to take a beating over the next decade. Yeah, exactly. Like, as we grow old and bitter. <laughs> Speaking of kind of the opposite of that, um, we watched when I was in New York, and uh, Patrick Philip and I watched one Takeshi Kitano movie, and then Philip and I watched another Takeshi Kitano movie. Um, and the second one is now one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, uh, it's called the the second movie is called Summer, um, and it's uh, it's a very fine film. It's about uh, it's about uh, an unlikely friendship between it's about a, friendship. Uh, yeah, between a. Uh, I've not seen this. I'm, I'm, I feel sad that I missed out. But I really dug the movie that we that we did watch. Fuck you, Patrick. Patrick just sent me. This, uh, the, the image Peaks, of Bob yes. from Twin Peaks. Uh, it's not even anime. Yeah, yeah. It's just him just chilling there. It's just a fucking JPEG. <laughs> and I, I totally derailed your train of thought. <laughs> Why? I knew what it was going to be. Why did I click? Why did I click? <laughs> Blind Why? click for life. <laughs> Why? Oh, dude, um, so, I wish you guys could see this, listeners. Like He's kind of writhing and uh, like pulling at his hair. <laughs> this is not okay. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. So I love you, Colin. You, I love you too, Patrick. I've, I've screenshotted it to put in the show shape. <laughs> Excellent. We've used, we're using Google Hangout for the first time, and it's significantly better than Skype. Yeah, we need to... Uh, shout, out, shout out to Google Hangout. You, you work. You do what it says on the tin. Yeah. Shouts and out I, to Google. I actually really like the sort of, like, uh, automatic cutting that it does. Like, mm-hmm. Like, it's actually really good. It, like, works yeah. very well. Let it be known, like, computers worked today. Yeah. I can computers. see us maybe doing a video, maybe doing a video episode, like... Yeah. Screen recording and no, doing this? Google, no, you don't need a screen record. Google what? You can, can just automatically do this. It can not only do this, it can do, broadcast this live to YouTube and then record it on yeah. YouTube after the fact. Computers! Yeah, the thing about Google is, like, it's a fucking Montessori school. Like, there, there were just people <laughs> who believed they were, like, amazing butterflies and they just went and built it, like, while they ate animal crackers. Like, somebody just built that shit. <laughs> Montessori school? That's yes, amazing. Google is the Montessori school of software development. It's totally true. Like nothing, nothing like super useful gets done, but like a bunch of little cool things like that appeal to like five people get done. Like wave, oh, holla! <laughs> no, wave appealed to one person. It was yes. apparently wave was great for running Dungeons and Dragons campaigns over the internet. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I can see that. I, I, that's what Google Hangouts is used for now a lot. It makes it makes complete sense. I would I would play D and D with y'all. 
Yeah, that would be freaking dope. Um, we should do that. That'd be a good shirt. I'd, I'd play D&D with you. Yeah. No, and then a dice. <laughs> Dude, that sounds like a Think Geek, like Valentine's card, Valentine's card. Think Geek, sponsor our podcast. No, that'd be terrible. No, Fuck that'd that. be terrible. terrible. Don't, no, no. So, so like, to unwind back to Takeshi Kitano. He's this director from Japan. Uh, he's most known actually in Japan for being a comedian. He was a manzai uh, comedian, which is like a it's a stand up comedian uh, duo format. It's kind of like Abbott and Costello. Uh, and he also hosts the show Takeshi's Castle, which was adapted in America as MXC, most extreme. Which Challenge. is one of my favorite shows yeah. ever. Yeah. So but I had a, I had I had no idea he was like this auteur director. He is also yeah. an auteur director who is like the, like uh, a favorite at Cannes and like you know French people fucking go nuts for him like Clint Eastwood level like. Um, and his, so, his, oh, oh, oh yeah, I was just gonna say so he he also directs these like. Very minimal, slow, like movies, and he's also he's he, basically the the big appeal for him is that he's also an editor, a film editor, and he's just a really fucking good editor. Yeah, and that's it, what I was gonna say. I mean, that's what blew yeah. me away, especially about Summer. Like, that's one of that's I, I like I'm pretty jaded when it comes to comedy these days. Like, yeah, I'm not like I, I enjoy like a lot of comedy, but like it takes a lot now. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm so desensitized. It takes a lot to make me laugh out loud in a movie, and like. I was laughing my ass off at this yeah. movie, just and it was all visual gags. Like most of it was just these cuts that would happen, and they were just fucking hysterical. Yeah, he would just cut and like, like or like not cut, like not cut away from something, right. and just sit there and just make you watch, and like just like people would like walk out of the frame, and there'd be like a, a beat or two, and then they'd walk back in. Like he just has this great sense of comedic timing with his editing, and um, in. An, it's not just used for comedy, too. I mean, he uses it for, for, for in another one of his movies, Hanabi, um, which I think is probably my favorite of his movies. Um, it's, it's extremely, extremely violent and depressing, though. Uh, he made it immediately after having a car accident, and it's about this cop who's like, um, like his wife is dying of cancer, and like his partner gets killed. Or no, his partner, no, he, another cop gets killed, uh, his partner is permanently disabled um, and is in a wheelchair. It's like it's all about like grief and like loss, but like you, can, no one in the film can, can like can move on because they're like still like his partner's still alive. He's not dead. His wife's still alive. They're not dead. Like he can't. And, and even the, the cop who died, like his family is still around, and he's like giving them money to help them out. And like he, uh, the Takeshi Kitano plays th- that cop in the movie and he he and his partner end up end up telling kind of a dual story of the two of them trying to get over this loss and grief and to Takeshi Kitano's character just like rages against it and he like runs away from it he he like takes his wife on this sort of like sort of like fun journey where they're you know like doing all these like things and going to these like hotels and staying places and like they go to the beach and fly a kite but it's like the way it's like edited and directed is just so fucking sad and you're like you can tell that they're not having they're they're having fun but it's under this awful pall of just like she's gonna die and Uh. um and like and then he's just like and he's like you know he like like got involved with the mafia to get this money and like killed somebody and like did all this like went rogue like because he had to leave the police force because he couldn't work and like and then his partner, meanwhile, is doing these amazing. 
a former partner is doing all these like, ridiculously amazing paintings and like is like learning like to do art and stuff like that and like his partner tries to kill himself and then like doesn't and then uh or he like survives the attempt and he starts painting and stuff like that so it's really about this like dealing with grief and how like grief can con totally consume you and the paintings are amazing. And Takeshi Kitano actually made the paintings himself. What? No. Yes. Yeah, they're Fuck this so guy. cool. He's yeah, he's also an amazing painter. And Ugh. like he has these ridiculously awesome like pans through the paintings where he like 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 the camera like does like you know like a spiral and as it zooms out and moves across the thing like you know sort of like upside down and just like beautiful and just so slow and contemplative but just incredibly depressing like uh, I'm not going to spoil the end of the movie but like the end of the movie it's just like you're like wow that was I need like eight hugs I'm so sad eight right now hugs. No. You know, what, what you should do is after watching that movie go find any way you can summer because it is both hilarious and completely life affirming and beautiful it was his next movie in fact it that was the next great. movie he made after that's that. amazing. Like, I, and I, I do not, I do not say this lightly. Find that movie and watch it. Yeah, summer is great. Better. It's actually on DVD. Uh, it's pretty easy to get in the U.S. Um, it's not on Netflix. No. What's, what's the Japanese name? Uh, Kikujiro no Natsu, which is yeah. translated as Kikujiro Summer. Yeah. Um, I think the actual like title that's released in uh, uh, under in the U.S. now is is it was summer. It was Kikujiro Summer. I think the yeah. DVD that's currently I thought now it was Kikujiro. Is, it's just Kikujiro, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see if... I think it, you can get it on Amazon, like, at, yeah. new. Um, now, the, the, that particular transfer is pretty bad quality, but, yeah. it, wor but it works. Yeah, um, and I, 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 just, yeah I can't rave is. about it enough. I, I felt lots of feelings <gasps> when I watched that. No, 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 it's on Amazon Instant for rent oh, no. for $2. Oh, shit. I may watch Amazon that again today. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you gotta watch it. It's it's one of my favorite movies as well. Um, it's just such a great movie, and all and his his all of his stuff is just great. Like his his movie, he's like one of my all time favorite directors. He's just so good. Yeah, we should get him on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patrick, you can speak a little Japanese, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, ask ask no, Takeshi-san no, some no, questions. No, like, no, no. no. <laughs> I took one, one semester's worth of class. Uh, he, he, you're good. He, We're good. We're, he can he speak a little bit in English. It'll, it'll be he, wouldn't, like, he wouldn't need to talk. We'd, we'd, we'd talk, and then he'd, he'd just we'd ask questions, and then he would, he'd just re-edit our podcast. <laughs> he, would, he would answer it all, answer all of our questions in edits. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yep. All right, dudes. I think we're getting to the point where we need to wind this down. Yep. Time Sadly. To, time to close it up. Sadly. Time there's so much more to talk about. I know. I feel like we could do this every week, but we're just not good at scheduling, so I don't think no. that's reasonable. <laughs> Considering we're supposed to release tomorrow, and we relate, and we waited until the day before it's quote unquote due. Yeah, we're not good at scheduling. No, no, we're not. But yeah, uh, maybe we're, if we we're said not... we were going to release every week, then we would do it every week. But I don't know. Probably not. Maybe later. Like once we get yeah. the one, maybe once we get the twice twice a month thing down solid, then we can think about increasing it. But for the time being, let's yeah. let's stick. Let's just try to get on a regular grind. Yeah. All right, dudes. It's been good. It has. All right. All right. Goodbye.
Shut up, nerd lord. <laughs>